Weekday mornings from 10 till 12. This is KCLR Live. Uh, it is, of course, Farm Safety Week and farmers are being encouraged to take this time, um, Farm Safety Week. It's themed this year, Make Farm Safety a Way of Life to review working practices and ensure their team and the farm and everybody working on it is nice and safe. Who better to speak to than the president of the IFA, uh, Tim Cullinan, and he joins us on the show this morning. Good morning, Tim. Morning, Brian. Farm Safety Week obviously is a big week. It happens every year. Uh, unusual, a nice theme this year, make farm safety a way of life. I'm not going to, as I said last week, in any position, um, start trying to pontificate to farmers about being safe on the farm. Sure, if I got my shoes muddy, I'd be running for the hills. Um, Tim, but what would you say to encourage farmers just to take time, take stock and check um, practices around their farms this week? Absolutely, and I suppose the first thing to say, Brian, most sadly, seven people have been confirmed as lost their lives uh, associated with farm accidents this year to date, and you know, I think it's only right and proper that to pass on our condolences to the families of those people, and I think, look, we've all been in situations meeting people who have lost loved ones, and just to make that point, you know, it's only when something really happens that we really focus the mind. I suppose you're right, the team this year to make farm safety a way of life, I think that's very, very important. What I'd be really encouraging, you know, this week it is the 11th annual uh, farm safety uh, week that we're involved in in the association. That's, uh, you know, farmers would take time, get out around the farm and you know, maybe take an notebook or whatever with them and, and note areas you know, to see themselves as being a risk from a farm safety point of view. And I suppose I think what would be very beneficial there is there's somebody else with them, either a farm or a family member or a neighbour, you know, because we, we all co- become complacent when we're walking around the farm ourselves every day. It's only when somebody else is with you or maybe reverse that and maybe um, one farmer goes to the other farmers or whatever and, you know, just highlight the real danger areas around the farm. And I suppose if we look at the tractors, are the cause of 50, 50, 53% of farm accidents and uh, following on from that obviously is livestock, handling livestock and uh, another serious danger obviously is slurry in particular this time of the year when uh, the weather can be still, the gas is coming off the slurry and you know it has been demonstrated and we have um, a video out there this morning of a, of a girl, Ella Casey, over in County Longford, who almost lost her life a couple of years ago, and she's out there highlighting that this week as well, which I think is very, very important. Another area, obviously, is height, you know, going on roofs of buildings to ensure that you have the proper equipment. And uh, uh, the other, I suppose, the two most vulnerable sectors in society are the elderly people, mm. in particular elderly farmers going out into livestock and, you know, the, the risks associated with that and obviously children, young children and in particular again this time of the year children are at home from school and holidays. We all know you know, children love to be around machinery but there is serious risks associated with that as well. So one appeal I'd like to make as well is you know, uh, lads operating tractors and mobile phones and using the phones while they're, while they're driving those tractors on the roads and we all know, you know the size of the machinery that's out there nowadays, which is required for to get the work done in a proper manner, but you know, there's risks associated with that as well. And just finally to say, you know, around quad bikes, which are an excellent tool, and uh, most farmers have one of those bikes now, but from November of this year, um, 
operators of those uh, quad bikes will have to do uh, a training course and uh, have to wear protective um, gear when operating the, the quad bike from November on as well. And, you know, we have seen, sadly, in the past, a number of fatalities from the use of quad bikes as well, Brian. I mean, that was the, 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 the paragraph that really stood out to me, and it was the paragraph around um, the age-related stuff, you know, further figures showing that 42% of worker victims were aged 65 years of age or over, 60% of them with quad bikes, as you sort of touched on there as well, and also that 85% um, of child fatalities involve uh, those vehicles and machineries. The farms are often a place of family, multi-generations all living in and around that one farm, all sorts of working together. And I can't imagine the tragedy that would be sort of experienced by a family member um, to be involved in or responsible for the death of another family member, be it a younger person or an older person. How do you suggest people working on farms, families working on farms, balance those requirements? They need to be there to help one another, but they need to protect one another as well. Absolutely. And look, I have been in a number of, of homes, you know, where there was fertilities. And, and you're right, look, and for people to come to terms with that, it's a huge, huge uh, challenge for any family. So I suppose, look, it's about the family working together. And look, and I know that it's not easy. Farmers are always under a lot of pressure and, you know, there's weather restraints and, you know, when the weather is good, a lot of work has to be done during, in particular during the summer period. But I suppose, look, as I say, where I started here, if, if if everybody would just take a few hours this week and reassess what they are doing and maybe with the help of a friend or a neighbour or a family member and you know, try and come up with a protocol around the farm to ensure uh, the, the safety of people working or operating on that farm. And uh, you're right, like the elderly, elderly you know, over 42% of the accidents are associated with people over 65 years of age and, you know, keeping an eye on you know, where there is an older generation on the farm, maybe the younger people just keeping an eye from a distance even on, and, and, and you know, the elderly people like to be involved and like to be out there helping with the farm as well. And obviously the young children as well. And as I said already, you know, the association young children like being with tractors and machinery and all the rest of it. And But there is, look, there's no point saying anything else, but there's a serious risk associated with that as well. So I think it's about taking the time you know, we have a farm safety week and use the week you know, to try and assess on your own farm what you can do to try and prevent an accident into the future. I think that, that time, Brian, will be very, very well spent over the next few days mm. of this week. Uh, Tim, I, I, I don't know the regulations around driving tractors. I have driven one under supervision, actually, of an, an IFA farm member um, on, on a TV programme once, but that was a very different circumstance. People asking me, though, um, about underage people driving tractors with no licence and insurances on the roads, is that as big a scourge as people would lead me to believe it is? I, I don't believe it is. I think because most of the work now is, is done by contractors and you know, the I, contractors will always insure you know, to have number one insurance and, and anybody driving a tractor has a licence. No, the only thing I was referring to there is you know, guys using mobile phones and look, we can be all guilty of it from time to time, including myself. And all I'm saying is, you know, just be that bit more careful. The machines are much bigger than they were, Brian, in the past. But they are required to get through the amount of work that has to be done on farms. And I would have to say 
the, the standard and quality of the equipment and machinery that has been used out there now you know, has or sorry, improved immensely, immensely over the last number of years. And you know, the huge investments involved for contractors as well to ensure they can get in there and get the work done for farmers you know, over, a, I suppose, a, a short period of time you know, related to weather and all the rest of it. And Tim, just before I let you go, I've been asked by a texter to get your thoughts and views on the uh, European vote last week regarding um, farmers re-wetting lands. Um, this person is actually suggesting that uh, farmers shouldn't be asked to la- to get involved in land re-wetting. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And of course, you're right. It, it was a very tight vote last week. Um, there was a proposal uh, that um, this nature restoration law so would not would have to go would fail and go back for you know, to come forward with a, a new law. But look, what has happened here is Article Nine, which was voted down by the European Parliament, and Article Nine deals completely with rewetting. So for, as of from last Wednesday, the view of the, the, the European Parliament is that there should not be rewetting of farmlands. But look, what has to happen here next is this goes back to trilogue, which means. Uh, and discussion between the European Parliament, the Council of Ministers and the European Commission. So at least now there's a strong signal from the Parliament, 700 members of the Parliament voted down the article dealing entirely with re-wetting last week. So that's the current position. And absolutely, I agree. Look, and uh, we are seeing already uh, provisional um, results of of research that Chagas are doing that P-tiles are not uh, uh, releasing uh, the same amount of carbon that was thought prior to the signpost farm or the evaluation of carbon uh, either being sequestered or being released from the soils initially. So that's promising as well, Brian. So look, this story has a long ways to, to run yet and we'll see in the weeks and months ahead. But look, my view is the same as that. Um, and that person texting in that um, any land that is, is is being used for producing, let it be dairy, beef or sheep or whatever, or tillage, so needs to, to continue to be used into the future. And just finally on that, so we need to look at where the world is currently. And uh, Yeah, the, big stories at the, the moment in terms of the global warming. The rest of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, on both sides, absolutely. And it's about finding the right balance here where we can produce food, but absolutely we're all concerned around climate and the impact of that and, and you know, no better than farmers to, to work with both producing food and uh, working with climate change as well. And already it's on, we're only a year in, Brian, from when uh, the government gave us a target of 25% on reduction of emissions and we can state that we're on target to reach 19 of the 25% and with the advances that are coming in science, we believe we can meet the 25% target by 2030. Tim Cullinan, President of the IFA, ahead of the start of um, Farm Safety Week kicking off today. Thanks for joining us this morning. Weekday mornings from 10 till 12. This is KCLR Live.